0: hello and welcome to a fresh new episode of the wildcat offense basketball edition hosted by yours truly wes ibarra of c sport i want to thank each and every one of you for the likes the ratings the reviews the downloads the listens it means so much to me and it means so much to the project keeps me motivated to keep making podcast content like this for you all i also want to thank you for joining me on your saturday afternoon whatever it is that you got done today i'm happy for you and if you're just chilling ain't nothing wrong with that either i just appreciate you joining me to talk wildcat basketball and the third thing i want to get out of the way i do apologize for not having an episode out yesterday um i ran into some last minute commitments uh on my end or not i shouldn't say commitments but last minute things on my end that i really had to get done or else uh i'd be in a i'd be in a tough spot and uh, but luckily everything is okay things are done and um you know we're here today, and. Uh, we're here to talk about Northwestern basketball and it's not going to be a great conversation for the most part today. Um Cats drop a heartbreaker 63 to 60 to the Rutgers Scarlet Knights in Piscataway despite having a 34 to 27 lead at the half. Um this is the first and only time that they will play Rutgers this year. So kind of like how I said in the last episode, these one and done games, you really need to capitalize on. And especially those ones that are on the road, because those are going to be tougher environments. Those are going to be the games that boost your confidence when you win, because not only do you win away from your court, you'll also kind of, strike something in the heart of the home fans right and for a while that was the case and for whatever reason the cats let them back in and we can argue this and that about that last possession or whether boo booey was fouled but it is what it is cats lose 63 to 60 not a great game to lose especially to an opponent like that even though i did maintain in the last episode that Rutgers is better than what their record suggests and now they are on a four game winning streak while the cats hopefully don't run the risk of losing back to back games twice when they play IU um Indiana tomorrow so but let's let's not worry about tomorrow's game we can worry about that actually tomorrow so you'll hear from me again tomorrow but as for today you know so looking back on this Rutgers game i mean granted um at least in my recent memory, the Cats seem to struggle against Rutgers. I believe they split the season series with Rutgers a season ago. And two seasons ago, I think Northwestern just did not win any games against them. So, I mean, I get it. It's a really tough team. It's a really great coach team. And this year seems to be a bit of a up-and-down year for the scarlet knights but hey they found form they won four straight and they were winners of three straight their last game being a beatdown of the wisconsin badgers a team that northwestern did not beat at all this year but breaking down into the um stats and actually before we get into that congrats to boo Bowie. he had a night he was the wildcats that night and he hit his 2000th point you know, scoring. Seems like that was a huge night for any kind of scoring record, right? Um, Boo Boo hits 2,000 career points. Caitlin Clark hits the all-time women's scoring record. So shout out to Caitlin Clark and, you know, Big Ten represent, right? She's over at Iowa. Uh, but of course, you know, talking about our fearless leader, right? 27 points to go on with that career night. 7 for 14 from the field, 6 for 10 from 3, and 7 for 7 from the line. A completely Dominant performance from someone who you expect to lead the team um, night in and night out. Brooks Barnheiser had a really tough game offensively, but he had 14 rebounds, 13 on the defensive end, one on the offensive side. He led the way with assists with two as well. So uh tough night for the cats when it comes to moving the ball around. And that's usually Boo booey's thing. But hey, I'm not gonna complain when Boo booey's going off for 27 points and looking like one of the Curry brothers out there. Uh Mullins with four blocks in now extended minutes right now that Ty is gonna be out for the rest of the year. Um a lot of guys from the bench will be stepping up, and that's the first time he played extended minutes all year, despite him having, I believe, a lot of Game time in his last stop. But then again, that's what helps him contribute to that team. Is that again, a lot of experience, a lot of college basketball played. Looking at rucker stats, Jeremiah Williams led the way with 15 points, 6 for 13 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3 with 3 for 5 in the line. Amory with nine rebounds, Williams with five assists, and amari with five blocks. So We kind of knew, right, going into that game that Rutgers was the better blocking team. And of course, they had one guy that was going to be as advertised on that regard. But it seems like Northwestern had their own share of blocks, right? Sure, Rutgers won the block matchup, but it was only 9-8. to Um, But yeah, so that's the individual leaders for both teams. Looking at team stats. Rutgers shot better than Northwestern, 39.6 to 36%. Shot better from three, 42.9 to 38.1. Cats shot better from the line, 84.2 to 60%. Rutgers assisted more. Cats rebounded more, but Rutgers had more steals, more blocks, and more or less turnovers. Northwestern turned over the ball 14 times. Out of characteristic game for what their what is their bread and butter which is the taking care of the basketball and playing strict defense that clearly didn't happen right because it was a close game i mean well it kind of did right you only gave up 63 points but you still lost you still turned the ball over 14 times and that is just a really really Tough thing to swallow, especially when again, like I mentioned seconds ago, the bread and butter is turning the ball over and taking care of the basketball. Looking into the rest of the stats, uh, Brooks Barnheiser had eleven points to go with his fourteen rebound day, so he kind of turned it around, especially in the second half. But really tough shooting night, four for fifteen from the field, one for six from three. Nick Martinelli playing thirty nine minutes, so that is high. That Means he didn't really take a seat this game. He had six points, two for nine from the field, oh for one from three, two for three from the line, with six rebounds. So uh, I could give him a pass just because you know he wasn't really starting up until now. But I would like for him to score more than single digits. I know he's good for it. We know that he's capable, and hopefully during this back stretch of the year he can start putting double figures in his scoring sheet because you know he is contributing in a really really solid way on other sides right like rebounding as three right and he's making most of his free throw line opportunities but the guy needs to score in live action he had one good shot where he pump faked one of the rugby defenders drove past him floated it in off of one foot and it went in but i want more I want more of that. And I know he can shoot the ball as well. You know, he's a lefty. Love me some left-handed basketball players as a fellow lefty myself. But he needs to he needs to do more with what he's given, right? Because man, 39 minutes? That's that's a lot. <laughs> uh so hopefully within this next um set of games, he can turn it up just a bit more, especially going into the conference tournament, because he's gonna be that starting third guard or extra forward, whatever you want to call it, for the rest of the year. Nicholson only had four points in 31 minutes of play. Um, One for two with two for two um, from the line. Four rebounds and three blocks. So really good um, non-scoring night for Matthew Nicholson. Langborg only had 10 minutes with two points. Um, I believe he tweaked something and uh, didn't return to the rest of the game Uh, but also you have guys logging in almost multiple minutes right so um hopefully he's okay and hopefully he's not going to be out too long Uh, Mullins had more time with 26 minutes right most minutes that he's played all year eight points three for three from the field one for one from three one for two from the line with two rebounds one assist one steal four blocks so you know in limited minutes or should I say extended minutes but limited minutes at the same time that's a good step up right eight points 26 minutes you're perfect so I'll take that So hopefully he can contribute more, especially now that he would more or less be the backup behind uh, Langborg and uh, Martinelli as those guys, you know, as Martinelli is going to be playing more minutes and Langborg again, he might, he might be out. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Blake Preston, Hunger and Clayton had minutes, but no real contributions there. Two points from Blake Preston. Uh... Looking at Rutgers, Davis had 11 points on 3 for 6 on the field, uh, 1 for 3 from 3, 4 for 6 from the line, 2 rebounds, and 2 steals. Andre Hyatt with 10 points, 2 for 8 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3, 4 for 5 from the line with 6 rebounds. Omori with 9 points and 3, or I'm sorry, 3 offensive rebounds and 9 rebounds in total with 5 blocks, so not a bad night for him too. And then there's Simpson, who went 3 for 10. Bit bit of a tough night there. 8 points, 4 assists, 4 steals. So good active hands from Simpson. Uh, Palmquist, 14 minutes, 9 points. So very, very good night for him in limited action. 3 for 4 from the field. All those from 3 with 1 rebound. And then... Much like Northwestern, not much else from any other bench players. There's Ogbole with one point in uh, six minutes. Then there is uh, Austin Williams and um, Noah Fernandez, who logged in five and ten minutes respectively, but had zero points. Though Fernandez did have five rebounds and three assists. So, of course, when not much scoring is going on, it goes to show that this game was more defensively sound. And unfortunately, it was a night where the better defense did not really show up. And it's a bit disappointing, right? Um, this was a game that was... I mean, to in my opinion, right, I'm going to reiterate, every game is a must-win game for the Cats moving forward because they are just playing for seeding at this point. But, you know, that... That's not a good game to lose, especially when you were leading at half and your best player was just scoring at will. And I get it, right? Part of the supporting cast went down or just wasn't fully putting it on until later in the game. But you need to have complete efforts. I mean, I know I'm I'm kind of stating the obvious here, but... That's what's going to help this team not only in this back end season, but it's also going to help them for the tournaments that they're going to be in, especially the big dance. You know, I still think that even with this loss, right, this team is going to be an NCAA tournament team, right? They would need a serious collapse to be out of the dance, right, at 17-8, and right, with... One, two, three, four, five, six games to go, right? Three of those games are rematches. And, you know, it would be very hard-pressed for me to see this game, or not this game, I'm sorry, this team to not hit 20 wins, right? It would just be, to me, it looks virtually impossible because a lot of these six games are very winnable, right? Maryland, the, the Cats barely escaped from them. Michigan State, they beat them down. Minnesota, they lost a snoozer there, but when you're back home, things are a little bit different. We've seen that time and time again. Michigan looks a little, or not a little, but very vulnerable this year. I think that's a game that they can and should win. Now with Iowa, right, um, they could be more like uh, Rutgers in the sense that they're much better than what their record suggests. But of course those one and done matchups, those are what concerned me for the remaining games in a regular season because they haven't played them before, right? And the Cats lost their most recent one and done meeting, right? And you know, it, it kinda it kinda uh, gives you a little bit of an on-edge mentality to see, you know. Can this team be consistent the rest of the way? I mean, of course, this team is just way too good to not be that way. But I'm hoping that the Cats can turn it around on Sunday. Uh, so that way, you know, I don't want to see the Cats in a situation where they lose back-to-back games twice in a season. And within a very close time of one another. Of course, the last time it happened, right, with Purdue and Minnesota losing to purdue isn't the worst thing but losing to minnesota can be pretty damning in a way so hopefully you know losing to a team like rutgers and potentially losing to a team like indiana could be really nerve-wracking for this final stretch of the year but we shouldn't think about that we should think positively and hopefully the cats can bounce back we all know that this team's good for it they're too good they're too structured they're too you know they're too much in form for what we've seen the rest or all year to be in that type of situation again and let me know what you think do you think that the cats can bounce back do you think boo boo should have gotten three free throws at the end of the game and um hopefully or not hopefully but possibly could have forced an overtime of course hindsight's 2020 20, right and you don't ever want to see a game at least for for us right who is trying to get as many wins as we can right to make our resume look good you don't want to have games decided in 45 or 50 minutes you want them decided in 40 but you know it is what it is cats played as hard as they could hopefully if they find themselves in a similar situation tomorrow, they can protect that lead uh, and hopefully guys can get a little more comfortable in their expanded roles. But yeah, you know, do you think that this game was hopefully just another one of those snoozers where, you know, it's just one of those things that just come with the territory or should you start or should we start being concerned? Um but for me, I think this team's going to bounce back. So we're going to sign off here. Again, I want to thank each and every one of you for the support. Share the podcast with friends, family, colleagues, anyone who is down to join the sports talk conversation. I can be found on most podcast platforms like amazon apple and spotify obviously sport is spelled o-f-f-c-i-e-s-p-o-r-t there you could find my other project greatness spelled gr number eight S S, where i give a short audio episodes on athletes who are just killing it at their sports today whether that's um, the philippines soccer team for the women's side qualified for the women's world cup this past year or the 700 million dollar man Shohei Otani, and his former teammate Mike Trout. Now that basketball is slowly coming to an end, at least on the college side, and baseball starting up. So hope you enjoy that. Again, spread the word, spread the show. I will see you tomorrow. We will do a pregame show ahead of the matchup against IU. So that game is on the road at 2 p.m. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Saturday, and go Cats!